the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, as always here on the Max Out Savings Show, the Max Out Savings Show is one of Houston's top financial shows. We've been on in Houston for over a decade. We've got tens of thousands of listeners and probably more than that. And uh, people like our show. They like our philosophy to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's what the show is all about, building up wealth for retirement, building up savings, and protecting your wealth in these tremendously difficult times. And that that but the first thing you have to start with is you always start with savings and investments and 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 our motto is remember save aggressively invest conservatively that's the key to starting out now we we just have a a a ton of stuff uh to talk about here on the on the max out savings show this today i mean it's just it's almost where do i start i i uh, some of the things we're going to talk about, look, what's going on in the market here today, uh, what, what's happening uh, in in the world, uh, what about savings, what's going on with uh, – you know, I, I get a lot of political questions. Uh, so, so we're going to try to touch on all of those type of things here today. Uh, a couple things. We just sent out our most recent Max Out Savings Report uh, – and uh, the if you didn't get it, it went out Friday afternoon. Uh, if, if you're not on the list, uh, just uh, or you didn't get it, check your spam box, or you can go email us at ted ted at maxoutsavings dot com. Uh, we're talking a lot about oil. We get to put some charts in there for oil. We get a lot of questions on oil. Uh, we're talking about what's going on in China. Uh, we also have some write up on on the estate on some estate uh, tips in there, uh, the estate limits, gifting limits. So there's a lot of good stuff in the report. It's free. It's one of the ways people take advantage of the Max Out Savings Show. So just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Uh, you know, I, I tell you, I came across the. Another bad week in the market. The market, uh, the S and P five hundred is down eight point seven percent. Hopefully, you've been listening to the show. Hopefully, you've been paying attention to the Max Out Savings Report. We, we, you know, we've been pretty well prepared for this. Uh, we've been telling you it's going to happen, and uh, and and this has gotten to be a a, a, a very very difficult market. It and, and it's one of the most complex markets I've ever seen. Uh, I'm really comfortable in very tough times. 
uh, in in dealing with very unknown situations, and and this is this is one of the toughest ones I've ever seen. We've written a lot about this. We've explaining what's happening in the world. We were writing about the slowdown in China. We've been writing about the commodity collapse, the dangers that was coming from around the world, and it's now the storm has now struck the United States. And and so hopefully you've been listening. But I came across a story in the Financial Times this morning. Uh, many suspects behind murderous markets. And, and, and this is one of the, the real, the, you know, the, the, the things that are out there. It's, he came up with 12 guilty parties, 12 things. And, and, and I just wanted, one of them is, the first one was it's OPEC or it's oil, the oil prices. Then it was sovereign wealth fund selling. We've been talking a lot about both here recently. I think, I, I think the number is about $4.5 trillion worth of sovereign wealth money out there. Uh, a lot of that's invested with oil producing companies that are now having to draw down their reserves because they don't, they can't afford oil prices. And they put away the money for the rainy day, and it's a rainy day. They're having to draw it down. That's yielding to sell, selling worldwide. It's the Chinese stock market, a, pretty much a collapse in the Chinese stock market over the last year. Uh, we've been writing about that. It's the Chinese currency. I, we wrote about last year and in this year, I think one of the big stories out there is, is, is the Chinese currency problem, is the yuan. We think there's going to be a devaluation. We think they're going to export deflation globally. Uh, it's the Federal Reserve has now been tightening. Uh, the, some, of the, some of the research coming out of the Atlanta Fed is saying that uh, between the, the, the stopping of the bond buying program and, and, and the uh, – the raising of the interest rates a quarter of a point, it's not 3% off GDP. I don't buy that, but, uh, you know, it, it's slowing down. It's earnings. You realize earnings for the fourth quarter was down 4%. It's negative interest rates that are now happening around the world. Japan went negative interest rates. When we're talking about that. It's the U.S. economy. Uh, the numbers for the U.S. economy have been bad. I, you know, I've got a, a bet with a number of my friends. You know, they, they all – I said, look, this economy is slowing down. We're probably going to see recession. None of these people thought we were going to have a slowdown at all. Uh, this was a month and a half ago, and uh, we got a slowing economy. It's the bond market. The bond market is a classic recession signal. And I'm talking about this is this is out of the Financial Times. Twelve things that are hitting the market. Uh, the the yield curve is flattening, and uh, long bond yields are dropping. The sign of of a, of a slowdown. It's irrational exuberance. Uh, he, the key argument for the bulls has been the the rally has been the most hated ever. Uh, but what they overlook is is that the U.S. is market is hugely overvalued in the grip of irrational exuberance. And if you look at that, based on a number of things, your peg ratio is at record highs. There's just a number of things that the market is very expensive, and uh, it's Frank and Dodd. This is causing problems with the banks can't trade anymore, so there's no liquidity. Uh, you know, I could add a couple more myself, but that's a long list of of problems out there. You know, we, uh, and you know, one thing when they said it's OPEC, what they didn't mention, it's not just OPEC; it's a complete collapse of commodity prices worldwide. And what a lot of people don't realize is, and we talked about in the show, is the emerging markets in developing markets are a much bigger percentage of GDP than there was twenty or thirty years ago. It used to be when the when the United States economy sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold. It's kind of going the other way around with China now. 
So a lot of things. Is it, is it, is it commodities? Is it, is it uh, oil prices? Is it sovereign wealth fund selling? Is it the Chinese market, Chinese economy? Is it the currency? Is it the Fed? Is it earnings in the United States? Is it negative interest rate policy? Is it a slowing U.S. economy? Is it, is it a flattening yield curve? Is it record valuations in stocks? Is it, is it a, a, a financial uh, Frank and Dodd bill that, that's, that's draining liquidity from the financial system? That's a bigger thing than people realize. That, that's a long, a pretty long list of, of, of problems. Through all that, most financial advisors are out there telling their clients to stay, stay fully invested in the market, not to worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. And I've, I, I, I haven't seen a list like this. I've, I've seen a list like this in. I didn't see a list like this in '87 when we called the crash. I didn't see a list like this in 1999 when we said stocks were ridiculously valued. You had to get away from it. I didn't see it. I sort of saw a list like this in 2008, but actually this is a bigger list in 2008. And so the question I have to – you have to ask yourself, well, why are people so – why are so many advisors, why are so many people talking about, hey, it don't worry, it, 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 everything's going to be fine, stay fully invested all the time when you have this list of potential problems out there? Are they not looking at anything? And one of the problems you have in, in the world today is – we talked about this and we write about it in the Max Out Savings Report – is what what we're seeing is 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 a is the 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 media out there in this country the establishment media on the east coast continues to want to try to talk this market up and and, and try to tell everybody it's all going to be fine and and the economy's really good don't worry about it and 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 what we're saying is is look you have to see the truth you have to you have to sit there. You cannot live a lie. We've talked about this. You've got to understand the truth. You have to understand your situation. You have to understand where the economy is and the world is, and then make some adjustments for that. If you don't do that, you will always be destroyed in the end. There's just You cannot live a lie. You can only deceive yourself for so long. And, and the establishment in this country has continually deceived the American people. The media has continually tried to talk this, this economy up, and, and it's bad. And I'll tell you the real problem problem with that. On one side, it's very interesting. On one side, I understand, look, we don't want to scare people. We want to try to talk them up so they get more positive. But here's the problem. We have some very big structural issues we have to deal with in the United States of America. And you will never deal with structural issues as long as you have one side saying, hey, there's a really big problem with structural issues. And the other side said, hey, there's no problem at all. The economy is great. We have 4.9% unemployment. What me worry? And until you see the world as a truth, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, generally the news would come out, oh, things are bad, uh-oh. You'd heard us enough times, you'd be talking to your congressman, hey, things are bad, what's going to happen? And then, then they'd go, well, they talk to their federal congressman, things are bad, we need to do something, let's do something. No, that's not what's happened in the world today. You have two opposing camps, one says it's great, one says it's bad. Look, you can't go through that list of problems out there. Uh, by the way, I haven't even talked about, do you realize that the working people in this country – Without with only a high school education, haven't gotten a raise since 1998. They've got a seven percent total raise since 1998. They're not getting a raise. Now, here's the problem: since 2009, working people with college educations 
have only got about a 7% raise, the most people in this country. So what's happening is most people in this country's standard of living is rapidly dropping. And so we have to understand, wow, there's a problem. We need to pull together and come up with a solution. And we talked, we've talked, we been talking about one of the themes in the Max Out Saving Show recently is the United States is always a country that reinvents itself, always reinventing, always changing. And what we have in the United States right now is is three opposing camps that – that don't that two of them do not want change at all. They are frozen in place and want to make no changes. They have the power and they don't want to let it go and they don't think anything's wrong. Look, hey, I got to tell you in Washington DC things are great. Do you realize that there's 3000 counties, 3050 something counties in the United States, 153 I think parishes in the United in Louisiana, so you know got to be a little different over there. 7 of the top 10 of those districts in the United States, wealthiest counties and parishes are around Washington, D.C. Things are great in Washington, D.C. I'm making 200000 bucks, $250,000 as a green lobbyist. I'm driving around in my Prius. The guy down the way is a lobbyist for uh, – you know, whoever the the, the guy over here, the, he he's Wall, they're Wall Street lobbyists. They're making a half a million to a million bucks a year. Things are great. The defense contractor lobbyists across the street are making they're they're making a million bucks a year. Everything is great in Washington D.C. Hey, why should they change? I you know honestly, I don't blame them. If 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 my city, if Houston, Texas, in the in the in seven surrounding counties were the wealthiest in the United States, why should I think anything's going to change? Why would I want to change anything? And this is the battle we have today, it, and we have very severe problems in the world. And the reason we were talking about this is you have to understand these problems. You have to understand where the world is going, and, and start preparing and protecting your assets for that problem. And that's what we're trying to get you to do on the Max Out Savings. That's why we try to talk to you on these issues. And, and uh, right now, you have to have your defensive plan in place. Gold stocks are doing well. Treasuries are doing well. Government bonds are doing well. Money market's doing really well. What, is there any commonality there? And the answer is, yeah, people are, are, are very worried about the world today. And so so – and we've write, we're writing some about this in the Max Out Stage Report. Now, the good news is if you get this half right, you don't have to be perfect, but if you get it half right, you navigate through this and you can do extremely well out on the other side and you take yourself up to another level. If you're going to be all at, all invested in index funds, you're going to sit there and take your, your 401k down to, to, to where it was in 2008 if you're not real careful. You don't know what's going to happen out there. And if you don't have a plan, look, the world the world of sitting in index funds and, and cruising along is rapidly coming to an end. Corporate, corporations have record margins right now. But why is that? Because they're not spending on plant and equipment. They're not hiring workers. They're not giving employees raises. They're buying back huge amounts of stock. They're, they're not investing in R&D. So w- w- they're making it look as, ar- as, as artificially good as possible. The Federal Reserve has taken rates down to zero because they want to the, artificially push things up and make it as good as possible. So you have to understand that this is not likely con- to continue. You cannot artificially manipulate asset prices forever, and that's what we're starting to see. That's why the S&P 500 is down 8.7% year-to-date. That's after a big rally Friday afternoon. So understand the world today. If you need some help, go to the website at Max Out Savings Advisors. We can also help you with our managing your assets at Max Out Savings Advisors as well. So if you need some help, go to the website. We're going to tell you what's going to happen right after this. 
If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. I'm Albert Bogler for townhall.com. As it turns out, the world isn't quite as secular as it appears. Everyone has religious beliefs, and sometimes, even in a secular society, those religious beliefs show through. Naomi Schaefer Riley recently reviewed Rodney Stark's new book, The Triumph of Faith. Riley and Stark point to secularized Europe, and they acknowledge that the churches there are empty. But these very secularized people are not devoid of all religious beliefs. In Austria, 28% of respondents say they believe in fortune tellers. 32% believe in some form of astrology. 33% believe in lucky charms. More than 20% of Swedes believe in reincarnation. Half believe in mental telepathy. More than half of Icelanders believe in Holdefolk, hidden people like elves and trolls. All this is an affirmation of the point made over a century ago by G.K. Chesterton. When you cease to believe in something, you begin to believe in everything. I'm Albert Moeller. Consistently conservative voices on AM 1070, The Answer. Hi, this is Mark Davis sitting in for Hugh Hewitt this week in the Town Hall Review. The results from New Hampshire may not have been that surprising, but the margins of victory were Democrats pushed an old socialist way over the top, and to Bernie Sanders it was the 20s and Bolshevism all over again. What voters here in New Hampshire confirmed tonight is nothing short of the beginning of a political revolution. Republicans also showed their disdain for the Washington establishment, giving political novice Donald Trump a dominating victory. And the Donald was at his self-aggrandizing best. And I love the people. And I said, I actually think they like me a lot. Join us for this weekend's review and visit our website at townhallreview.com. Town Hall Review. Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070. The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you you got any questions, let me take a sip here. If you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call. Hit 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. The, uh, you know, I had a conversation which I was really, you know, kind of disappointed with. Uh, I, I was out the other night uh, with, with some friends of mine, it was a large group at the table. And we were discussing, and I asked them what they were thinking of, of, of the politics and Trump. And one of them was an establishment, Houston establishment political insider to some extent. And, and he said, you know, I think Trump's going to win and uh, maybe Cruz, but if, the, if, if Cruz or Trump win, we're not going to win the election. Okay, now this is from a Republican establishment insider. We're not going to win the election. I'm like, I'm like, what? You know, these guys, people love these people. Don't you understand? And they, they, they you know, Trump, uh, Trump, Trump has got a huge following. Ted Cruz is, is believes in the Constitution and and and, and states' rights. I said, look, if we don't have states' rights and do move forward in ten or twenty years, I think the country's going to break up. He goes, yeah, we talk back and forth. He goes, but they're just not going to win. He goes, I don't think Ronald Reagan could win today. This is a Republican establishment guy, and that's their philosophy. And you know what? I was so sad about that is what the Republican establishment does. I'm starting to understand is they don't believe in the American people. They don't believe the American people have dreams, hopes, and wants for themselves and their kids and their families. It, they don't. Think that that uh, that Hispanic, Black, uh, uh, Chinese, 
Arabic. Other people, they don't think that they have dreams and hopes and want to go, be, be, be something great one day. They, they, all of these people think that, that we have to put forth someone that's going to sit there and every, give government's going to give them everything, and they're wrong. And, and it's so disappointing. I mean, I, look, I get Hillary Clinton. I get Bernie Sanders. I understand that. What I don't understand is this Republican establishment in Washington that, that really they just seem to worship at the, eye, at, at, at the feet of Wall Street and corporate America and have, have thrown the working people under the bus in this country. And that, by the way, when I say working people, I mean people in factories, it, uh, building things. I mean doctors. I mean lawyers. I mean engineers. They're viewing all these people the same. And the, the establishment should have more confidence in, in the American people, in my opinion, the Republican establishment. And I, I do believe Ted Cruz is a real deal. And, and by the way, if you look at the numbers coming in, we'll talk a little bit later, but the polls and the Southern primaries are stacking up very good for Ted Cruz. Now, we got some calls coming in. Let's take a call from Charles. Hello, Charles. How you doing? Uh, doing fine. Uh, I was going to ask you if maybe in the next show or two you couldn't, uh, maybe you could take a, uh, and I know it would be a little boring, but, but I think people need to start thinking about the tax plans of these candidates. Uh, I've, I've kind of pulled all of the tax plans of all these candidates and looked at, looked at them, and uh, I'm totally shocked at what uh, someone like uh, Bernie Sanders is proposing. If anyone looked at their current oh, God, yeah. marginal, if, if anyone looked at the current marginal rates of where they are when they file their income taxes, and unfortunately, you know, the big problem I think today is most people don't do their income taxes themselves. That's yeah. the biggest mistake that, that people are doing is, is they just take all the, all the papers and throw them in a shoebox and hand them to some accountant and to me, they need to start doing their own taxes because if they did, they would see how the numbers work. And I can tell you that they would not be just voting based on appearance or, you know, because the thing of it is, is that the tax, the, 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 the marginal tax rates, is, as you see them, I've, I, I, as a perfect example, I was kind of surprised at Marco Rubio's uh, tax plan because right now, when you look at it, the the minimum adjusted gross income for someone working if if Marco Rubio were elected president the the, the highest marginal tax rate adjusted gross income starts at $150,000 wow. and i'm thinking well now this guy is a republican and supposedly if if he's any any belief in any kind of traditional uh the cutting and cutting cutting taxes and spending you would think that a guy that owns a corner grocery store or a hardware store or something, he's going to make more than 150000 a year. But the yeah. thing of it is, is to put him in the absolute top tax bracket to me is criminal. And I think people need to start looking at this and educating themselves on what these different candidates propose. Because just because either they're a Republican doesn't mean they're going to have the best, the best tax plan. However, like I said, they need to look at Hillary Clinton's, they need to look at... Uh, you feel the burn with Bernie Sanders. Look at all Trump's, all of them. Yeah, well, no. all of them. Because yeah. the thing of it is, is when you look at it and lay them side by side, and then more importantly, look at the current marginal rates that they're paying. I think they'll come away with a different take on all of this. This is this is the way it's being promoted with the media. So far, the media has not brought out anything related to the tax plans of any of these. No, candidates. we haven't. No, we've had. Virtually no substance, in, right? No, and yeah. and that needs to be brought out. So I guess what I'm asking is, is if you could, if you could, and I know it's kind of a dry topic, but you have to kind of 
maybe take two candidates every every show and just lay it out there and just for the listeners to see because to, to me it's it's a real eye opener to see the tax plans offered by these various candidates. No, I, I think you're right, and uh, no, I appreciate that, Charles. I think we're going to take a look at doing something like that. Okay, fine, thank Thanks. you. But you know, a couple things. By the way, I think this Bernie Sanders and socialism has a lot more support than people think, and we ought not we ought to take it pretty seriously. Uh, people want to change, and the only way our only hope is we have to articulate a vision of the future to to the American people. And that vision of the future is not going to revolve around the Republican establishment, in my opinion. But uh, let's take a call from Bill. Hello, Bill. You had a question for us. Morning, Ted. Yeah, I've got a comment, a couple of them. Uh, One of them I told you three years ago, if you'll remember. Um, I said nothing would be done about this. It's over three, at least three. Nothing would be done about this until the market totally crashed, because as long as the Democrat Party in, in the could paper over everything and by sending money to the until the bankers and all the northeast elites hurt like the rest of the country nothing will be done you know I, and, I, and that will require a market crash you know bill I, I i you know when you said i hope you remember i'm thinking i surely do but i do remember you saying something about this that, i didn't think okay. i would but yeah that's look, okay Look, I think there's some, look. I think there's really something to be said for this, and this is something I've been trying to touch on the show a little bit. Is is this idea that everything is good, and this idea that no. the Federal Reserve is cooked up that that we base our economy on the stock market? Exactly. Until 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 the elites hurt like the rest of the country, then nothing will be done because they're the ones that have control the levers of power. The other thing is, you're right about explaining socialism. But but what our whole party, everybody in it, I've never seen such a incompetent bunch of boobs. It's very easy to explain it. People are buying into socialism because nobody's pointing out. Write down, point out to Venezuela. It's all over the Internet. Venezuela, since Hugo Chavez took it over and before he took it over, if you showed people what socialism does to people compared to capitalism and explained to people that only in a capitalistic society – can you generate the amount of wealth to give people the kind of welfare benefits they want? Yeah. It can't be done by socialism. That's exactly. Okay, no, good good comments, Bill. And, uh, Bill, uh, by the way, I, I'm gonna t- I, I'm, I have in my hand a Wall Street Journal article entitled, Venezuela's Collapse Brings Savage Suffering. Dying infants, chronic power outages, empty shells mark the world's worst performing economy under hey, socialism. Hey, hey, Ted, I saw a girl on... on uh, one of Stossel's shows about socialism versus capitalism. Her name was Gloria Alvarez. She's obviously Hispanic and from Latin America. And she was explaining what socialism does to people. And, and people buy into it because they're hurting. And, and you know, she said it, it's, it's just fake. Everything's fake because they promise you something and people are hurting, so they take it. And then in order to get the money to give them what they want, they have to start taking over the businesses. And that kills the golden goose that creates the money, and, and, and eventually there's the total collapse, which she's describing Venezuela, she's describing Brazil, she's describing Argentina. But, I mean, Venezuela's the easy one. Show people the pictures of that, and then show them pictures of poor people living in America and say, where do you want to live? You know, what kind of society do you want to live in? Because socialism can't generate the money. Yeah, no, but look, here's the problem is the the Republicans have done a very poor job of articulating our vision of the future. People think 
free market and capitalism has been this Wall Street, this Federal Reserve-induced Wall Street bubble where the people in Wall Street are flying around in private jets and, and, and blowing money all over the place, living like, living like kings, literally. Wall, Wall Street's paying off the Democrats. I mean, yeah. who's the number one... For years, the number one donor to the Democrat Party has been Wall has been, Street. No, well, and look, they've gotten the protection. And here's the problem, though, and, and I think you're right. And good call. Thanks a lot, Bill. Yeah. Uh, it, it, look, I mean, I think Bill's got a good point here is we have got to articulate. Yeah, we've got to articulate our position uh, is in the Republicans and conservatives uh, it, for the future. Like Ronald Reagan did. He sold the American people on on conservatives and then he delivered it and and we have to give people a vision of the future young people in this country believe free market and capitalism is is nothing but a bunch of crony capitalism and a bunch of fat cats on wall street taking over companies and firing workers and closing down factories i mean wall street is the predominant theme on wall street is activist investors investors which come in take a position in the company demand come in demand that work that that the board fire workers shut down plants and and break up the company so they can make short-term gains and and these people have gotten away with this and they are damaging the free market economy in this country so people no longer understand it look our our constitution our rule of law and our capitalist system took took basically was a a savage land uh, i watched the reverend last night a phenomenal movie and uh, uh basically a wilderness took a wilderness and from 1776 to within 100 years was the most powerful country on the on the planet it 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 was it was what we had and we developed free market system it always wasn't great but we always reinvented it and kept improving and all of a sudden we're not doing that. We 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 have this rogue group in in the form of the Federal Reserve came in and said, "Look, we don't need to do this type of stuff. What we can do is we can control the economy and asset prices through interest rates and make people feel wealthier." That's wrong. That has been repudiated. It's not working in Japan. It's failed after 15 years. And uh and so we have got to articulate our position and explain that look, what you've seen is not capitalism, it's cronyism. And 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 by the way, the elite in this country is not what look, uh, you know, pretty much uh, my family's you could be described some of the people in our are pretty much elite in Houston. They're not anymore. It's 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 they don't believe in doctors, lawyers, attorneys, uh business people in Houston. They don't view us as elite. The people on the East Coast think they're smarter than everybody else and they need to be reined in. They look down on everyone in the country. They, you know, you have to understand if you're a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer, you're, they're looking down on you as well, in my opinion. And this is – we've got to get back to to the garden of a free market society based on constitution, states' rights, and uh, in the rule of law. And this is something that we're losing because people think that's what we have now and it's not. And we want to articulate that as, as conservative Republicans. But – and by the way, I think Ted Cruz is the guy to do that. Uh, but – uh, we talk about the Fed. Look, Japan has tried in low, low interest rates for nearly 20 years. Let me tell you a big, big story this week, and you guys should all understand over the last couple of weeks. At the beginning of the month, uh, about two or three weeks ago, Japan surprised the world and went to negative interest rates. It, they moved to a negative interest rate policy. Uh, during this week, part of this week, we saw the 10-year Japanese government bond at a negative rate. Which means if you gave the Japanese government $100,000 in 10 years, they'll give you less than $100,000 back. You got no interest. You got less money back. Now, 
You would think to listen to the Federal Reserve that 20 years of low interest rates and a negative interest rate policy, things would be booming in Japan. They're not. More disturbing is since they launched the negative interest rate policy, the Japanese market has fallen over 11%. So they instituted the negative interest rate policy and in, in, in asset prices collapsed 11%. Central banks are now starting to lose control of these world economies. They've acted as central planners. And this is why this market is so dangerous and why you have to have your guard up up in it. And uh, I, I listened to some of the, uh, some of the talks. Uh, my friend uh, Congressman Hensling, chairman of the Federal Reserve, I mean the, the, uh, the Congressional uh, Financial Affairs Committee had hearings with Janet Yellen there. They were pretty tough on her. One thing, they asked her about negative interest rates, and they asked her if it was legal or not, and she said she wasn't sure. Now, a couple things. What that told me, look, the Federal Reserve has looked at it. They know damn well whether they're legal or not. What they're trying to do is they're trying to put it off because they don't really quite think it works. Negative interest rates will, will start blowing up the money market system, and, and, and it, it will increasingly put dislocations in place. And this is a real concern. We have a slow growing, a a a slow growing, and in, in many cases, recessionary global economy around the world that's starting to get worse. And, the, and they don't have many policies to improve things. What this is going to play out is through currency reserves. The other thing about, and we're going to write our max out saving report about this next week about negative interest rates. I'm going to put out another special report on that, is that Japan took rates to negative. The Japanese stock market fell 11%. And the Japanese yen went up, which was very unusual. And that shouldn't have happened. Instead, it should have gone down. But that shows you the battle going on in the world today in the currency wars. We've been saying for over a year now that with zero interest rates or low interest rates, interest rates no longer work. Only thing countries around the world have left is currencies. This is what you're getting into currency wars. This is why we're starting to see gold go up. We've seen an explosion in gold prices. Look, gold stocks are probably going to pull back a little. They've had a, a massive run year to date. But over time, gold's going higher because what we're seeing is these destabilization of these currencies around the world. And, and so eventually the, key, the, the big money is really going to be made in the pivot down the way when – when you start getting the inflationary things start hitting the thing, it's not yet. Right now we have global deflation, and this is why you want to be on the sidelines. This is why you want to be in treasuries. This is why you want to be in money market, in cash. It, do this, and, and so understand the risk in the world today. If you need some help, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And by the way, if you've got a question or comment, give us a call here at 713-339-1070. This is a live show here in Houston, Texas, 713-339-1070. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. Hi, this is Sam Malone. Get the medical equipment you need fast and at the best price. E-Care Medical Supplies offers the same low prices you would find online for hospital beds, lift chairs, power scooters, power wheelchairs, and other medical equipment and supplies. Visit their showroom near downtown Houston and try before you buy. Their trained team of experts will help you every step of the way from product selection to purchase or rental and often same-day delivery. Quality medical equipment gives patients comfort and mobility, so don't wait. Call eCare Medical Supplies. From size restrictions to strict budgets, there are no special needs the eCare team can't fulfill. 
Get the comfort and relief that quality medical supplies can provide for the lowest price in town. Call eCare Medical Supplies today, 713-695-4939, 713-695-4939, or visit eCareMedicalSupplies.com. That's eCareMedicalSupplies.com. We're having an Everything Must Go sale with the Discount Shopping Club. We already have deeply discounted prices on amazing products and activities, from kayak rentals to ice skating, from counseling to cruises. But right now, you'll find a two-hour kayak rental from all points of sale was $50, now just 10 bucks. Great products and services from quality businesses at amazingly low prices. No membership, no fees, just savings. Go to the Discount Shopping Club at am1070theanswer.com right now. Start your weekday mornings with Armed American Radio's Daily Defense with Mark Walters at 4 a.m., followed by Bill Bennett's Morning in America at 5 with Chuck Tiller and the AM 1070 520 Oldie. Bill will bring you up to date with the news that happened overnight. Then at 7, it's the Sam Malone Morning Show with J.P. Pritchard and the news, along with Chuck Tiller and Tom Fontaine. Morning information and entertainment starts at 4 a.m. Weekdays on AM 1070. The the Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement right here in Houston, Texas. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. And that's what Rick did. Hello, Rick. Yeah, howdy. Got a question I'll, for us. Yeah, I was interested to hear approximately kind of what percent you would recommend being in the market considering you're very cautious on it. Would you be down... Close to zero or a 30-ish, or I mean, just kind of roughly. You know, we're probably 20% in the market right now. Mm-hmm. Some are a little more, some are less, particularly the newer people that have come in. we got a lot of new people coming in, and they're even less in the market. Uh, we, we tend to run a 60-40 split of, of, of 60% stock, 40% bonds, and, and they're just really we, – we've really pulled down our allocations in the market quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, in that forty, uh, that twenty, there's a you know good chunk of gold in there as well. So, uh, hmm. it, it, look, it's real hard for me to justify uh, some of these uh, the, the valuations in in some of the sectors that are that are looking good, like some of the utilities, uh, stable demand. You know, the market's having a pretty big drop, and they're kind of hanging up there. You kind of reach a point where they're going to eventually, you know, take them all down, and, and and I think people are hiding out in them, and I'm not sure it's going to hold. Uh, so that that's sort of what we're we're looking at. I I just think this is a, a very dangerous market, and uh, uh, until we I, and I I think it, it it seems to be really breaking down uh, across the board globally. If you look at it, it it's you, you look at places like Germany and Australia and places like that. These, some of these markets are at two, same level they were in two in in two thousand thirteen. Our market's at levels it was in 2014. So it's given up huge ga- a lot of the huge gains it's had in 14, and, and we didn't make any money last year in the market. And, and you know the market was, and, and so now we're down eight point something percent. This is you have to be in cash in here. Okay, thank you. Yeah, does that answer the question, Rick? Or? Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're going to get some good opportunity. Remember, the reason you want to have cash is because you want to take advantage of some opportunities. Yeah, would you be pulling out some if you were in, or would you just kind of wait? Hey, how, how how fully invested are you? Uh, like forty percent or something, fifty. You know, you can pull some more off the table and just see. I mean, I, I wouldn't go all cash, you know, because you never know when you, when you you know the Fed comes out and does whatever. But 
you know, it just it, what you want to do is you want to take it down to a level that you feel comfortable with. If you, you know, if you if you're willing to ride through on some of this stuff, you know, example, if you got a bunch of Exxon stock, I wouldn't dump all of that. But you, you, what you want to do is you want to take it down to your core holdings that you're a long term investor with. And, and the other stuff you're not sure if something you're not sure of, blow it. That I would be a seller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Thanks. Thanks, Rick. Let's take a call from Mary. Hello, Mary. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Um, I'm thinking about retiring uh, in March. Okay. And it's kind of an early retirement for me. I'm 55, 55 but I have 36 years of service. And oh, excellent. Little, Congratulations. Little, yeah. I, <laughs> and I'm very active still. I'm very young. But I'm really scared because of the market. I was told, well, if you got a job, you just need to keep it. So I'm kind of debating whether I should, whether I shouldn't hang in there. I mean, I'm just really scared, I guess. Okay, here, here's a couple things. There's a couple things here. Uh, first one is at 55, it's really hard to retire. And we, we saw this years ago, I want to say like maybe 20 years ago when the oil companies gave a lot of packages out at the time to the oil, to some of the oil company workers at 55. And a lot mm-hmm. of these guys thought they had a, had a plenty of money to retire. The problem is, are you married? No. Okay. Well, if you're single, I I forgot the numbers, but it's probably for for a married couple, it's like 50% chance one of you lives to 92. Now, in your case, it's probably 50% chance you live to like 86, 87, something like that. So you're looking at 35 years. And so what's a good retirement now, 35 years in the future is not so good. And so so I would what I would do is you're set for retirement, you're in good shape. A couple things. You can do whatever you want. You probably got another 10 years if you'd like to work. Uh, and it's hard to sit around and do nothing for 30 years. So I refuse, Yeah, I refuse to do that. And I plan to do something else, too. Because honestly, I, if I stayed here until I'm 60, I'm taking a little cut because I'm 55 instead of 60. However, I'm just really just burned out, I think. And I love my job, but I'm just kind of burned out and just thinking maybe I can do something else. And got a little place in Galveston. I could spend some time there and grading kids. And the and the other thing, um, I have a four hundred one k and a retirement. Okay, so, good. And you can get a lump sum, or you can draw the monthly. And I'm kind of swayed on that as well. Uh, so, at, at a young age, I would do the lump sum because yeah, inflation so. could really your, the, the chances are extremely high. Over thirty years, you're going to get a big inflation. A uh, couple couple thoughts. Uh, I would wait to retire to have something else you decide you want to do. Kind of keep your eyes open. And, and one thing, if you're working now, if you can retire now, it's kind of nice to know I can quit anytime I want. So it doesn't put a lot of pressure on you. So, so you change your attitude a little bit. Go, look, I can get out anytime I want. I'm just going to I'm gonna sit there and keep my eyes open and find something else and, and do it. And the other thing is I'd take uh, – we've had some discussions with clients that have come in where one of the spouses continues to work and the other one retired. And I said, look, why don't you try to take a little bit more time off to the working spouse? In your case, why don't you try to take a little more time? time off, you know, use a little more of your vacation, spend time with the grandkids and do some things like that and slow it down that way and continue to work. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. All but, right. But well, I, I th- th- I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I certainly appreciate that. I'm just uh, a little, and there's a chance I might get married. I, I haven't made that plunge yet, but he's pressured me, but I haven't. But, um, that, but that's where I'm at. And I'm just really scared with the economy like it is. Yeah, I'd keep working then, you know. I mean, but but it's it's really nice to be able to keep working knowing you really don't need to work. Sometimes if you think that way, 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's what kept me there for like the last year. I, I mean, because I have. I've been there since I was like 17, and now I'm 55. So it's, it's, it's a good job. It's a very good job. Okay, yeah, that's what I would. I'd try to change it up a little, and I would try to increase your vacations. Okay. All right, well, thank you so much for the information. Okay, good Good questions, Mary. Thanks. That was questions from Mary on, on retirement. And this is one of the things, a couple things. In, I'm actually looking at a at a uh, a chart here. I got a whole bunch of pile of papers on my de- on my uh, desk here. You should see my desk at the office. But in uh, debt for uh, people 67 years old has increased 169 percent since 2003 because I think more people are taking on debt, which I'm not. I don't think is a good idea. But also, I think it's because people are realizing they're living a lot longer and they'll take on some debt and then pay it down over time. And it's real important. The number, the number is about a uh, 50% chance one of y'all live to be 92 years old if you're married uh, at retirement. It's a long time. 30 years, going back 30 years, it was 1985. And so if you figure what your salary was in 1985 and what you need today, you know, you're going to be eating dog food for all practical purposes. And so so I, I think you want to understand that longevity. Long, Longevity in retirement is an issue today because people live so long and they're healthier. And so you want, like Mary's now thinking about what can she do after retirement. She can get maybe a part-time job or do something she likes. Typically, we find the worst thing you can do is retire and go hit the golf course. You can only play the golf course so many times before you get pretty bored with it. And so you have to understand coming into retirement, you know, maybe another job, maybe volunteer work, maybe a part-time job, maybe do some traveling, but have have something to do. We find people are working. I mean, we, we have clients that are in their 80s working, and they're perfectly happy and don't need the money. So if you find something you love, you can always continue to work. Uh, and, and and if you need, need some help, we can help you out. Just go to maxoutsavings.com, and we'll actually set up an appointment with you. You can meet with me personally here in Houston, Texas, and we'll show you how we manage money using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. Look, there are a number of things that are working. Here's what's working right now in the market. Gold stocks are up very substantially this year. Treasuries, treasury bonds, treasury notes, treasury ETFs, our treasury ETFs are doing extremely well. They're making good money this year. Uh People are going to safety. Utilities are generally up this year. Uh, some of the stable demand stocks are up this year. So there are things that are up this year. What's surprise, what we're seeing, if I had to say any it, one change that's really changed, I've been in this business for over 25 years. I was here for 1987 crash. We were out of the market at the time. And uh, specifically because we were worried about portfolio insurance, something no one else on Wall Street even understood. But uh, – one of the things is nowadays, 87, everything went down, but more things are moving in tandem in the same direction. So you really have to do a lot of risk analysis work to try to build portfolios where some stuff goes up and some stuff goes down. I think a lot of our portfolios are about even to fractionally down year to date because we have some of these things that go up when the market goes down and we put some anchors in the portfolio. In the world today, you've got to do tremendous amounts of, of risk management. I, we talked about the the Financial Times article this morning uh, it, where they identified 12 potential problems with the market and a collapse in, in commodity prices. They didn't say commodity, but oil prices, uh, collapse in Chinese stock market, slowdown in the U.S. economy, uh, Federal Reserve tightening. I mean, the list went on for 12 different things. It's a very tough market, so you have to understand 
the world you're, you're coming into. Now, we're coming right in near the end of the show. If you've got a question or comment and want to get in, uh, 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. So what what we're seeing is, if I'm looking at age distribution for aggregate debt in the United States, the interesting thing is aggregate debt for Basically, 30-year-olds up to 42-year-olds is actually dropped. And actually, it's about dropped. And in, in all the way out to age 50, it's about the same. Older people, once you get past 50, they've taken on a lot more debt. And the biggest jump has really been about age 67. And I don't know if that's – I'm suspecting that some people buying another ha- – retiring and buying another house or a country place or a vacation place or something that's leading to that uh, – one of the things that's changing, it's easier to, to get to, to borrow things at an older age than it used to be. And and I, I think people I, I really think it's got to do with age. I mean I, I think it used to be when I first started in this business, people thought when you retired at sixty five you only had five years to live and that was it. That was a long time ago. Now people's lives are so much more extended and they have such more healthy, vibrant lives that they have higher costs and they like doing more things. So so we're we're seeing some real change in 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 the debt. One of the things to understand with that debt is understand at retirement, if you've got debt, it's harder to deal with at retirement if something goes wrong. So you've got to really minimize the debt. Now let's take a call from Mike. Hello, Mike. How you doing? Just fine. How are you today? Doing well, thanks. Uh, my question is, um, since basically the Japanese stock market has been doing nothing for like twenty years. Yeah. How do people in Japan prepare for retirement since they can't really grow their savings in the stock market? How do they prepare? Because it looks like we're going down the same road, and I'm kind of wondering how I'm going to prepare in this stock market that we're going to probably have, which is probably going to be similar to Japan. Wow. That's a great question, Mike. I've not, not had anyone ask that. I, I tell you what they do. They are big savers. They save a lot of money, and they're very frugal people. And they they don't have they're not living in the big houses, driving the big cars, and having the lifestyle we have in the United States. And that probably says something about our lifestyle in the future if things go the rate rate they are. But you're going to have to save more money and reduce your lifestyle. Okay. I mean, I I wish I had a better answer, but that that's pretty much what it is. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Yeah, and that's why we we want to have a dynamic dynamic economy because the Japanese have had a slowing economy for nearly 20 years. We need a dynamic economy. And the United States is uniquely positioned, unlike any country in the world, with the rule of law, a free market capitalist system, and a constitution that allows that people to constantly develop and build. I mean, all the innovation, you know, the, the majority of the innovation in the world comes out of the United States. I mean, go anywhere from putting a man on the moon to the semiconductor computers to internet it just goes on and on it all comes out of here because we set up it's like the garden i talk we want to go back to the garden the garden is the the free market system with the constitution where people can build things they can plant their ideas and they grow into massive trees other places in the world they they do everything they can to stop innovation and that's why we must reinvent ourselves and get back to that look to back to that area of growth. A couple things. We're coming in the end of the show. Look, I still think you've got to have your guard up in this market. We just sent out our most recent max out savings report. 
talking about some of the problems. The market has really broken down. I believe we're fundamentally in a bear market right now, and I think you really have to have your guard up, and you really have to have a risk plan in place. And if you don't have a risk plan, you know, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. You can set up an appointment with me, and I'll show you how we manage retirement money, people's IRA rollover and trusts and things like that at Max Out Savings Advisors using our our value investing approach. And also you can sign up for the free newsletter. I think you really in the world today have got to be very cautious and reduce your risk. What, what, what reason we reduce risk is twofold. We want to protect our assets that you've worked 25, 30 years for, one of our, our listeners over 30-something years for. Uh, and the other thing is you want to have the cash available. Look, if you would have sold some of your oils last year or 2014, you can go buy them at half price now. That's a pretty good deal. And so what you're doing is you're waiting for the good opportunities. That's what great investors do. They wait for the opportunities. They're very patient. Well, remember our motto and our philosophy of the Max Out Saving Show, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. I'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Saving Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.